Father, Abba, Daddy God, we want more of you, more of your presence, more of your fire, more of your holiness, more of your righteousness. We want more of Jesus. We want more freedom. We want more joy. And Lord, we repent, as the song said, that for the things that we've made worship. We've worshiped worship rather than worship you. And God, we just need more of you. Nothing manipulated. Nothing hyped up. Nothing stirred. But the stirring of the Spirit. Nothing that we create. But only what you give. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do in this place. And I give you glory and honor and praise for it. The mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Can you hear me now? Am I good? Okay. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you today for a little while, and I'm so excited that you're here. I believe it is not by chance, or maybe not even by choice that you're here. You, you're here because God ordained for you to be here. You thought you chose to come today. You thought you chose to watch online. But God has you here for a reason. And I want to start off talking to you for a few minutes about this revival because there's so many questions and I just wanted to address it because I've had lots of questions about it. So I just want to talk to you for a few minutes about it. <clears throat> you know, I've been talking about it. I've I, uh, been telling y'all for a couple years that something was happening, something was coming. Matter of fact, in January, I told you that it was beginning. And I knew it. And I, I, you know, I, I said that. I, it may not be prophetic. It may, I might not be a prophet, but it was prophetic. You know, and I knew it was kind of feel it. And we've had little, little, little pockets of it here in this house and, and all over town. I've heard about it in different, different churches. And, 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 and it is now exploded in Asbury, Kentucky, at Asbury, uh, Windham, Kentucky, um, at, at Asbury College. Also in Tennessee at Lee College. And um, Ohio Christian University, Cedarville University, Samford University, Alabama, Charlotte, North Carolina, Texas. Um, Georgia. I even heard, I even saw a video of, of people breaking out, just having a little time of worship, extended time of worship in Times Square, New York. How about that? But there's been a lot of criticism about this. And what has broken my heart is I hadn't heard one non-Christian criticizing. The mass criticism are coming from Christians. And the devil is happy as a lark. I ain't even got to intervene. They fighting amongst themselves. And every sinner is saying, why do I want to be a part about that? I thought they're full of love. I thought they were unified. I thought they're together and they're fighting each other. They're calling each other false prophets. They're saying this ain't real. This ain't, that ain't real, right? I'm, now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm all for accountability and authenticity, you know, and, not, and making sure the flesh doesn't get in as much as possible. You know, I call that a little wildfire when somebody gets a little out of hand, right? But the thing is, though, I'd rather have a little wildfire because if you don't have any wildfire at all, then you probably ain't got no fire at all. 
You know, and I don't mind saying, hey, let's, 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 you know, I don't mind dealing with a little, a little wildfire. I don't mind talking about that with someone and saying, hey, you know, let, let's be careful. You know, but then some people say, well, pastor, the word of God says to test the spirits. Okay, well, let's read that. First John 4 and 1. It says, dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they, um, that comes from God. I don't think I even had this. Do I have a okay, good? I did so much. I, 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 was, I was at home for four hours last night just doing stuff, studying from about 8 o'clock till past midnight. So I don't, I don't know what's something and what's not. So, but, but anyway, so it says, um, you must test them to see if their spirit comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. Now, this is how we know if they have a spirit of God. Now, this is really talking about false prophets, an individual. Well, let's just say it's talking about a new move of God. So it's just going to tell us how to decide how to test that spirit. Okay. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in the real body, that Jesus, that the person has the spirit of God, but if you know, that they, okay, let me, let me back up, I'm getting excited here. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that the person is not from God, such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming and also in this world and is indeed already here. So really, to test the spirits is really just basically saying, are they, are they the, worshiping the true Jesus that came down in body and has re returned to heaven, raised from the dead, right? And they are. All these places are. You know, but that, but, but so it says test the spirits, but that doesn't mean that they test the spirits that, that we can judge based on our religious preferences, bias, and our private spiritual hangup. While sitting in our recliner or in bed, watching online and complaining rather than being on our own knees, praying for it in our own life. Okay, y'all quiet today. I see how this is going to go. Okay, <laughs> So, so what else, what, how else can we know? I was praying last night, I was like, God, how, what other ways can we test the Spirit? Okay, test the Spirit. First off, do they acknowledge Jesus Christ? Number two, does it line up with the Word of God? Number three, who are they glorifying? Number four, does it build up and edify the body of Christ? Number five, number five your own personal spiritual discernment. If you're filled with, filled with the Spirit, you know, your own discernment. And then finally, um, there's many more than this, but this is just the ones that God gave me. Does it cause people to love more? See, then others say, okay, but the Bible says that, 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 that uh, we will know them by their fruits. That's fine. But who made you a fruit inspector? Okay? It doesn't say that you're their fruit inspector. It says we'll see their fruits, and they'll come forth, and we'll know who they are by their fruits. But I'm not walking around. Let me check your fruits and see if you've got any, any, any old bruise spots on you if you're, if you're rotten already. Right? But the, the, the fruit will come forth. We are in a world that is messed up. And here's the problem. We have been praying for a move of God. We've been begging God for a move of God. And it's here. And, 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 and the, when it gets here, we criticize it. And we talk about it. And we judge it. And therefore, we miss it. How many times are we going to walk around in the wilderness again because we miss the exit? It's time we rise up. I, I tell you what, I'm not missing this one. Y'all can come with me or without me. But this pastor's going to go up with it. 
I'm not going to miss this. I miss too many of them because of religion, because of religious attitude, and because people are judging it, and they're falling right in line with it. This is a move of God. We've been praying for it and begging for it, and it's here, and we will not miss it. Hallelujah. It's going on in 15 or 20 different places in Christian colleges and other colleges. If all them Christian colleges are missing it and they're all false prophets, then we got to start all the way back over from the very beginning and go back to Genesis 101 and just begin again. Because if that many people are wrong, okay, and I know there's a lot of movements that a lot of people are in that's wrong, but this is not. I've never felt this in my spirit before like this before. Not this strong. The, we are in the last days. Now, the, however the last days, however long they last, I don't know. It could be a day, a week, a month, or a year, or 10 years, or 20 years, 100, I don't know. But whatever it is, we are in it. Last night, I, last night I was just trying to study. Every, every Saturday night, I, I sit there and turn on some YouTube, and I turn on Blast and Worship, and, and Gina and, and Sydney normally leave the room, and they go back and, 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 and do their own thing, and I'm in there. And, um, but, but last night, I began, to, I began early last night, and, and I've been praying all week long and studying all week long. But last night, I got along, got early, around 8 o'clock, man. And it took me about an hour before I started. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just entered the room, and I began to weep and cry. And I began to feel the power and the presence, and the Holy Spirit began to speak through me and pray through me. And I was like, God, th this is real. I didn't plan for that. I didn't sit there and try to hide. I'm just trying to study my message. I'm trying to give to y'all. I care enough about you that not only do I want to miss it, I'm going to drag you with me because I don't want you to miss it. I want you to be a part of it. We're going to be a part of this together. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to have this thing like Asbury where it's going to go on for 10 weeks. What? It, it may. I don't know. But the thing is, is, is how about just every Sunday when we come, spirit falls. And then every time you walk out that door, you walk in out. Matter of fact, you know that the Asbury revival is ending this week because they said, Let's stop having it here. All y'all go back to your, your respective places and take it to the world. So that's what we need to do. I'm not, a, and if God, well, however God moves, whatever God does, that's fine. I don't care how He moves. But, but I, you know, if we just come every Sunday, and every Sunday, man, we are just inundated by the presence of God where His Spirit comes. And that's going to happen because you are hungry. It's not going to happen if you're not hungry. So I'm praying that, 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 that even today as I'm speaking, that you begin to get a hunger in the spirit, a fire in your belly, that you're tired of the same old, same old. You're tired of being depressed and sick and, and sick and diseased and, 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 and overwhelmed and, and fearful and anxiety and, 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 and addicted and afflicted and busted and disgusted. And it's not to be manipulated. It's not to be conjured up. It's time that we quit getting cynical and judgmental and skeptical because it don't look like what we're used to. What if Peter in the upper room? You know, Peter was kind of critical, right? So I, I picked Peter out because he was probably the one that probably said something, would have said something. But what if Peter said, look, clothing tongues like as a fire. That's not of God. I've never seen that before. What is this Holy Spirit thing coming down? Cloven tongues like a little fire sitting on everybody's head. That's not, a God. That's not how we've moved in the past, Jesus. This can't be real. This doesn't look like, it, like I've seen it before. And we start judging. Oh, now y'all are speaking another tongue. Y'all been taking online classes and learning different languages? There's no way that you know their language already. Take it seriously. Just put it back in their day. Now, what if they would have said that's not of God? They would have missed it. 
And Pentecost would not be here today. We miss it. There's been wave after wave, I believe wave after wave after wave after wave in churches and in America that we have missed. And we are the Israelites. We're walking around out here in this world, walking around searching for God. And he's like, I'm getting tired of this. He, I feel like God's like, just follow me. Do what I say. And go with this and flow with it. People are hungry. They were driving eight hours to stand in line for three and a half and four hours just to get into that little chapel. I can't say nothing because whenever the Brownsville Revival was going on in the 90s, I drove 10 hours and stood in line for 12 hours to get in. I got there at 6.30, 6.45 in the morning and service started at 7 o'clock that night. And I had more of God in that 12 hours than the whole time I was in that building. Because it's not, God's not contained to a specific building. Now, as we worship and we let our worship and praise out, it, it is tangible and it will soak into this building. Okay? Just like I told you somebody the other week wanted to come into sanctuary because they just wanted to feel the peace that was in here. Because the, the worship has gone up and it's in the building and, and whenever we leave this place, man, if they ain't saved, whoever comes in here next, where are they going to be? Right? But they're coming from all over the place. But the same God that is theirs. But we go chasing after it. Why not try to get on our knees and say, God, why not here? Just like, but like, like, like Craig said, why not here? Why not now? And I'm just, I'm just saying a move. And I'm not saying in a specific way. And it has to be on worship. It has to be on word or whatever. God is here. And if we would just do the same thing and seek his face. He will come. If we'll stop seeking revival and start asking Jesus, just come. If we'll stop seeking all these things and just say, Jesus, come. I remember, I remember that's the only thing I remember she said. I listened to a whole message by um, um, uh, Catherine Coolbin. back Way back in the day, a mighty woman of God. She, 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 was, she wasn't the greatest orator, but she, was, she flowed in the Spirit of God. So people came and watched her, not to hear her preach, because they knew the Spirit of God was going to move because she hosted the Spirit. And she would wear this long white dress. And she would walk across the stage and it would just flow behind her. And the Spirit of God would come like a mighty flood. See, the sad thing is, 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 is people who left obviously felt in some way that they couldn't get it where they were at. I feel like because God's been moving, especially this year and the last year, that, that we don't feel like we got to go somewhere because we know it's here if we'll just tap into it. I don't have to go anywhere. I know it's here. I, could, I, I hadn't even thought of this time about going to that because I was like, God, you've been, you've been giving us little pockets of it, little blessed, little, little, little handfuls on purpose every Sunday. And, and I believe for us, I don't believe it's a revival. I believe it's an awakening. For us, I believe, I believe we're just waking up to, hey, he's here. You know, revival, and I'll talk about that in a little bit if I get to it. But the thing is, is revival, you gotta, something's got to be dead to be revived. We ain't dead. The Spirit of God is in his house. Okay? Now, some, some churches are dead. But there's a lot of churches in this city that are not dead. They are. They, they just need an awakening. And that's what I believe this is. But people have been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and delivered and set free. 
Even somebody went got delivered from a demon, and, and I saw it in Asbury. It was amazing. And the little 16-year-old girl, and the mom wrote a letter to somebody and said, there's a lot of controversy about this. I want you to know, my daughter, for years for years and years, has been mentally, emotionally, spiritually um, uh, bound by oppression. And she said, and the little girl screamed, and they, she said, well, they said, well, what was that? They said, it was deliverance from the mental, physical, and emotional depression that she was under. And I love, and I, I, I wrote this, this part here about a week ago, and now everybody said it online, and I'm just going to repeat what everybody said, but I've already, already wrote it a week ago. It says, I, loved, I, I said, I love the simplicity of this. Okay? There's no lights. There's no smoke, no fog. There's no cameras. There's no greeters. There's no coffee for you to get before you're on your way in. At the very beginning, there wasn't no instruments. Then they had a little keyboard, and now they got a little guitar, and one man brought one drum and beat on it. There's no, no big-name speakers. Matter of fact, um, uh, Kenley Copeland and some other people tried to go, and they said, we want to come, and they, they told him not to come. Fox News wanted to say, Tucker Carlson, he's a Christian, he wanted to check it out and say, well, I want to, I want to promote this. And they're like, we don't want that kind of promotion. We want, we just seeking God. We're not seeking promotion. We're seeking God. Now, that by itself tells me that was God. Amen? I love it. There's no egos. There was no, nobody got it. They, 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 they talked about the word. They read the word. They prayed the word. That They sang. They did all this stuff. They gave testimonies. But there's no egos. There's no flashy stuff. And it's not planned. I wrote this the other day, and I want to read it to you because I don't. I, I was just, I would, the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me, and I was just typing it on my phone. So I want to read to you what I typed on my post, and a lot of you liked it. But I said, a move of God can't be planned. If it, if it isn't a move of God, then it's a move of man. It can't be hyped up, or it will deflate quickly. It can't be manufactured, or it will be insecure, ins, insincere. You can only prepare for a move of God. How do you prepare? You read and study the word of God. You pray, you fast, you seek his face, not his hand. You humble yourself. You expect him to come. You have faith and belief that he is coming. You posture your heart to receive him without pre-qualifications or thinking that he's going to move in a certain way. He don't always move the same way, so just be ready to receive however he chooses to move. If you seek him, you will find him. If you are hungry, you will be filled. If you ask for bread, Scripture says that he will not give you a stone. If you diligently seek him, you will find him. And God will not move where he's not wanted nor welcome. If you notice, it started with young adults in colleges. And I was asking God, I was like, God, why, why young adults? And man, in my spirit, I felt this so strong. And I felt like because the adults has let this generation down. He's not bringing, he didn't bring it through us to initiate it because we quit seeking him. We got saved and satisfied. We think that we're okay. We're doing good. And this next generation is dying, going to hell. Best of luck to them. We can't do nothing. We can't change it. So we're just going to be us for no more. So God's raising up a whole other generation that says, then we'll start. But the thing is, is that us as adults, I don't mean we can't get in. We need to get under the spout where the glory is running out, as my grandma used to say. Okay? So we can say, oh, well, it started, that's just a young people's thing. No, no, it's, it's a God thing. 
He's using it. I don't care if he uses a child. I don't care if he uses a child to bring it. I want to be a part of it. If he's moving, I want to move. Hallelujah. The enemy knows what's going on in the spirit before we do. And I think he senses what's about to happen. Because see, the enemy was, he is a spirit. And spirits are sensitive to spirits. And, and, and the Bible talks about the enemy running to and fro in the earth, right? Seeking whom he may devour. And he's talking to God. He knows something's going on. He feels it. He was in heaven. And he was an angel. You know, he was, he was a, uh, a music angel. He led worship in heaven, right? He was a music angel. Okay, now here's the thing. He used his anointing that was designed for him to draw pe pe people closer to God. He used that anointing to draw people closer to himself. You see, that's what happens with a lot of big churches and big name people that want they, they, all of a sudden they become the center of attention rather than God. That's what I love about this move here. They're like, we just want God. We don't want big name preachers. We don't want the news. We want God. But I know he has that sense in his spirit. All the way back in COVID, COVID was designed by the enemy to separate and divide and kill the church. And it happened. And he wanted to say, if I could just stop it. And it worked. Every church in America went down 50 to 60% whenever, whenever COVID was, was released. And nobody, I have not heard of anybody, people like us have, have started regrowing again. But nobody said, oh, all our people came back. No, 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 no. So the, so, so the enemy, that part has done, that, that part has, has worked. And then even after that, some churches couldn't make it through COVID and they had to shut down totally. The enemy was victorious in that. So COVID, he's trying to shut down Christians. And then all of a sudden came the racism. And then the politics. And the enemy was just... Dividing and conquering. Okay, well, here's another way I can get Christians. I can get the, the Christians to split between racism. I can get the Christians to, to split between Democrats and Republicans. I can get, I can, he just split, 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 divide and conquer. United we fight, united we stand, divided we fall. But I believe there's something, and he knew, Satan knew that on a football field, with the Buffalo Bills, there was going to be a man raised from the dead. That for nine minutes, they were trying to resuscitate him. And that shook the earth. Everybody on, on television began to pray for that man. Commentators on ESPN prayed boldly in Jesus' name and did not care. All of a sudden, everybody was kneeling for the national anthem in rebellion. Now they were kneeling to pray to God. Earthquakes came. 30,000 people died. A few days later, we had the Grammys. And you had old Sam Smith get up there in his demonic outfit and his demonic stuff every year. If you watch that, why do you think God uses them? And the enemy, Satan uses the Grammys. Because it's all about music. That's what Satan is. That's who he is. He uses that satanic symbolism. If you notice, they all wear the same red. Go back and look at them. They're all wearing that, that, that same color red, you know, and you have the, the, the Grammys, and you have 
Sam Smith there. You have Rihanna at the Super Bowl, Beyonce, Lil Nas X, The Weeknd, Travis Scott, which is pure demonic. I believe he's possessed. And, and Lady Gaga. And you got um, Bad Bunny and Dr. Dre. And they're all showing up these signs and stuff. You have people that's coming forth now that like, like Kanye and other people are saying, hey, you have to sign a contract. You're at a crossroads. You either go down the contract road or your own road. If you go down your own road, you better be good because that's the only way you're going to make it. And if you get on the contract, you'll get famous, but you have to pay. The enemy is trying to destroy us. And in that Super Bowl, you know, you saw stuff in, 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 in Rihanna, and it looked like everything was okay, but there's all kind of stuff going on there if you go back and really pay attention to it. And we've, we're so involved by the music that we really shouldn't be listening to that we miss the gestures. We miss the symbolism. We miss what the enemy is trying to do. He's so subtle. He lets it be tickle our ears, and we're not even paying attention that we're what we're being involved in. And he does that because a move of God is happening and Satan's like, look over here. There's nothing to see here. There's nothing. Just keep moving. Keep moving. There's nothing to see. And so therefore, we lap the desert again. Nothing to see. Keep, keep walking. This is the exit, but that's not for you. There's nothing to see. Keep going. And then, after the Asbury Revival happens, now it's spread across America. And because, and because America is under attack, our freedom... Our rights, our families, our churches, our homes, our marriages, our speech. God is, getting, God is showing us that things are getting worse and worse and worse. And he's ready to rise up in the middle of it in this last day. Scripture says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He's ready to pour out his spirit. But if we're not careful, we're going to miss it. We can't be like the Israelites and walk around another lap. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. John Kilpatrick, who, who preached the, the Brownsville Revival, and also Kevin Wallace, which is a great pastor, um, both of them said at separate times without talking to each other, in the Spirit, God gave them this word, that there is a green light in the Spirit right now. There's a green light in the Spirit. And it's time for us to go, to move with this. And the enemy is aware that there's this, that, that there's this move of God. So you've got to be careful what you, what you focus on, you fuel. And if you focus on the negativity part of it, all the traps, the tricks, and the tranquilization of the enemy, then you're going to fall right into that. But we need to get under the move of God and move with it. Because you are safe in the presence of God. You are 100% safe and secure in the presence of God. Psalms 85 and 6. Here's my, my opening of my message. I, got, I finally got to my message. Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Psalms 85 and 6. See, revival, the root word for revival is to revive. Revive means to come to life to recover consciousness and strength. To bring back to normal condition or to produce again. But we look at revival as a little group of services. But all it really is is just a little shot in the butt. You, just, you know, you get a little antibiotic, you just shot and shot and shot in your, your back cheek. And you feel good for a couple of days and then all of a sudden you feel horrible again. It's like it's a little shot of adrenaline, a little boost. How many times have you been in a, in, a, in a revival at your church and it went on for two or three weeks and then a month later you're right back where y'all were at? Right? Because it can't be manipulated. It can't be 
produced that way. Revival is when individuals that, that have been revived themselves in their, in their prayer closet with passion and with fire and with hunger for more of God. Come on up here. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna sing this song again. I'll, I'll have a part two next week and I'll talk to you all about revival and what it does, what it produces, and all that stuff. Because I'm just starting my message. It'll be another 30, 40 minutes. So, <clears throat> with passion and fire and hunger for God and for souls to get together. It happens in your prayer closet. It happens when you get revived, and then we come together and get revived together. And then God moves in a mighty, powerful way. See, in the 1990s, of Brownsville, Brownsville had that revival that started just on a Wednesday night prayer meeting. They were having a prayer meeting every Wednesday night, and then boom, that's what happened with Asbury. They had a normal, normal, just a, 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 a chapel service, and then boom, it happened. In the 1700s, um, John Wesley preached outdoors, and 25% of the population where he was at got saved. The Welsh Revival, Evan Roberts preached, and 100,000 people got saved. In 1906, the Azusa Street Revival started, and it was a 36-year-old um, one-eyed black man that prayed, William Seymour, and he wanted Pentecost, and he did not want no glory. He's kind of like Asbury. He didn't want no glory. Matter of fact, he said, I don't want to be a glory thief, so he prayed in a shoebox. Because he didn't want a grandstand nowhere. Galatians 2 and 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2 and 20. There has to be death to self. There has to be a passion and a desire. And there has to be a brokenness. And we go back, we got to get back to the heart of worship. Not worshiping worship. But worshiping and saying, it's all about you, Lord. I'm sorry for the thing I've made it. There's a move of God. And I want to be in that move of God. So today, if you want to be in that move of God, I want you to come down here and just stand in it. We're not going to, you know, if you want me to pray for you, we can pray for you. But I want you to come saying, just I'm showing the enemy, I'm going to be a part of that move of God. And if you, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you come over here. We're going to pray for you as well. And if you want the Holy Spirit to bless you with the evidence of speaking in tongues and a move of God. But if, if you just want to be a you want to be in this move of God, I want more of you. I don't want to miss this. You've got so much for me. And I want you, Father. I want more of you. Would you just come and stand? I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise you. But if you want prayer, you can come up closer to the front. If you want prayer, that God will just really baptize you in fire. Come on up. <clears throat> and if you want Holy Spirit, just come right over here. Who, who, starting where? Holy Spirit, just come right over here. Just move over a little bit. Move over. I come over. I want to meet everybody here. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. And I'm just going to pray that God really moves in your life. And I want you to sing this song to start off with.
And then I'm going to come pray for y'all in a few minutes. Y'all just y'all begin to pray. This is one Holy Spirit. I want you just to pray to God. I don't want you to pray for not one thing. Just pray about how much you love him, how much you care for him, how great he is, how wonderful he is. And I want you to lose your mind where you're not praying from your mind anymore. You're praying from your heart. And I'm going to come over a few minutes and lay hands on you. And we're going to believe that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Sing it like you mean it. Lay it all down. Lay it all down. I'm done running. I'm done playing, God. I'm done pleasing my flesh. I'm done pleasing my flesh. Come on, worship. Worship. Let him bless you right where he's at. I ain't got to touch you. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Press in. Press in. Press in. He's here. He wants to bless you. He wants to touch you. But you've got to reach out to him. You've got to seek his face right now. The fire of God is here. Just receive it. Hallelujah. Come on. Chase him. If you meet and you are part of this move, it's because you are seeking him, not because I'm pumping something up. It's up to you if you receive it or not. It's up to you if you be a part of this move. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. We can't have these little two, three minute prayer, prayer, altar services. If you need to sit down, you need to pray, that, pray, whatever, come on. Get in the presence of God. Push for God. Seek his face. Don't think about nothing but God. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. We're so used to staying here two or three minutes and leaving. Don't do that. Come on. Let's pray. Yes. God's going to spill you up into the Holy Spirit in just a moment. I'm coming. Keep pressing. Keep praying. Pray. Give him a voice. Go ahead and pray out loud. So whenever I lay hands on you, you can receive him. Pray out loud. He needs a voice. Hallelujah. Come on, sing. Yes. How bad do you want him? How bad do you want him? How hungry are you? How hungry are you today? If you're online, you're, you, can, you can get it right now too. Stand up and throw your hands up to God and worship Him and ask for His fire to fall upon you. It can happen right there. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Yes, come on, pray. It's about to happen. You're about to get filled with the Spirit over here. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. you got to push past your normal worship. Get it deep, cause it to deep. Go deep in your spirit. Begin to go deep in your spirit and worship like you never have before. Come on. Deep in the presence of God. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.